Hello and welcome to the Wellbeing Nutritionist podcast brought to you by me, Sarah Weaver, registered nutritionist with a passion for all things to do with how psychology and mindset affect all things related to eating and wellness. So when we think about food cravings, initially it could feel like an intense desire for a certain food and usually that food is something either high in sugar or something high in fat and with the sugar cravings it might be that we are craving something sweet but it's also perceived as healthy as well so it might be something like fruit and we talked a little bit about this in the emotional eating episode last week but actually there's there's other reasons why as humans we are kind of innately sugar seeking machines really so the reasons really behind that is with sugar we have more sweet taste buds on the tongue than any other taste buds. And most of these are actually in the kind of middle, but near the front of the tongue. And this is where a lot of, you know, our taste is when we're eating. So it hits that middle part of the tongue first and we get this kind of intense sweetness. And really, from a primal point of view, if we were, for example, trying to distinguish between the berries that might be poisonous or the berries that might be good for us being able to determine the sweet berries was usually a sign that those berries wouldn't be poisonous so please do not go around testing berries to find out if they're sweet or not because sarah told you to please don't do that in modern days we shouldn't need to go around and test berries to find out whether they are safe to eat right back on track with babies a mother's milk tastes really sweet to them and we can start and form these kind of emotional connections with sugar so as babies we were comforted by our mother's sweet milk but also it's that kind of closeness that joy that love that we've talked about this didn't we in the emotional eating episode um if you haven't listened to that you can go back to it it's the last episode from um last week episode three we talked about how we can start to form these emotional connections with food from birth, that food gives us love, food gives us joy, food can comfort us, but we also associate this sweetness with that as well. So you can see how we can start to build upon these things from really just from birth, actually, that we're all innately not responsible for our sugar cravings. But we can manage our cravings in a better way and some of the habits that we have or the intentions that we make can actually drive our cravings to feel more intense can feel more uncontrollable and sometimes we do these things without really knowing that that's what we're doing that we're actually driving further cravings so an example of this might be if you are on a restrictive diet that can really drive a sugar craving can't it I don't know if you felt it yourself, but if you haven't had anything to eat and you are really, really, really hungry, then by the time you either get in from work and get into the house, you're kind of grabbing for all of these things and you look for that that quick fix and that quick boost of energy. And generally, it's like sugar that we'll go for or something high in fat for that quick burst of energy. 
So it actually does make sense to me that cravings can be triggered by nutritional deficiencies. So if you're not eating enough of each of the food groups, if you're not eating those in a in a balanced way, um, then you will start to drive cravings. And particularly the, the foods that we tend to cut out, especially when we're dieting, is we tend to really cut back on fat, but also we might cut back on protein as well. So what you should really be trying to do is looking at a balanced diet that includes all food groups and not restricting and not giving yourself, you know, that time when you're going to actually drive a craving. If cravings is something that you are struggling with, then it's going to be better if you can eat more often and not ever allow your body to get into that point where your body's just screaming out for food. What's going to be the best option? What's going to be the fastest for me right now to fulfill this craving? And most people will just go for sugar or high fat or just something that's quick and easy that maybe isn't the best for us. Okay, so it's really getting out of that diet mindset and that restrictive mindset. And then another thing that might drive a craving is our emotions or how we're actually feeling in that moment. And it can also even be just because we're tired. Being tired might drive a craving too. If we're tired, we tend to be less motivated. But also, if you're tired and maybe you are trying to stay awake, the classic one is if you're sitting watching um, a series or something, a Netflix series, something like that, and it's late, but you want to see the next episode because it leaves you on that cliffhanger, doesn't it? And what's going to keep us awake? What's going to keep us alert? What's going to give us that quick burst of energy? It's going to be something high in sugar or it's going to be something high in fat. And that's what we'll crave in that moment in response to feeling tired. But we are forcefully trying to keep ourselves awake. So it can become, you know, what habits that you've actually what habits you're in that are actually driving your cravings as well and then when we're thinking about certain emotions and that connection with sugar and that connection with emotional eating and it might be that it's because we're responding to our emotions and we're responding to our emotions and it becomes a craving because it feels as though we need to satisfy that emotion in that instant right there and only a specific food will do that and we did again that's something that we've already chatted about in the previous episode if you want to go back to that also we might assign certain foods ourselves to either habits or feelings emotions places and that can drive cravings too. So it might be past experiences that you've had and maybe past experiences and foods that you've connected to that experience or foods that you've used to soothe when you were within in that place. So what I mean by that is it might be that it was connected to going to a certain place. So every time I go to a certain cafe, I really enjoy having the banana cake there. And that becomes a craving and you crave that banana cake when you go to that place because you've assigned that with doing the action. And I've heard it from people as well before, people who go on car journeys um, and they have certain sweets or 
treats with them on the car journey and they can't do the car journey without having those certain sweets because it's almost become an association with that journey and eating the food and it becomes a craving right so when we assign food to soothe ourselves from past experiences this is a good one to talk about really if you are premenstrual then it might be that during that time you really crave something. The classic one is chocolate that we crave and it might be because you've always done that. You've always gone to chocolate when you started to feel that feeling that we get and it becomes a craving and actually it's our hormones changing around that time that are driving the craving but when our hormones are changing around that it's because our body is feeling this kind of uncertainty and actually is wanting fed around that time to really help us to prepare us for menstruation okay But because we've assigned chocolate to help us get through that time, it becomes a craving because the brain remembers what we used to soothe ourselves before. And it can really be as unconscious as that. And for me, I know when that craving hits and I know when my hormones are starting to change because I feel that craving hit. And I've learned to listen to that and understand and say well actually maybe my body needs something right now just I need to kind of cocoon myself and yeah eat the things that I want but also at the same time be aware and me being in control of what I'm doing rather than the craving being in control of me because it can start to feel uncontrollable can't it so my dad for example when he's feeling unwell he always craves Lucasaid. And I don't know if you're aware in other countries, I don't know if Lucasaid is sold in other countries, but it's um, it's a glucose drink and it's been around for years. It's actually, it was first created in 1927 and it was a glucose drink, but it was sold as Lucasaid. And it's now sold as this Lucasid glucose sports drink. And a lot of sports people, you know, use it for pre-sport, post-sport, and there's different versions of it now. But in 1938, it was actually acquired by a British pharmaceutical company, Beecham's, and it was sold as an energy drink for the sick. So... My dad wasn't born that long ago, (laughs) Um, but he's known Lucasaid ever since he was a kid and now associated that he gets this boost of energy when he's feeling unwell. And if he is feeling a bit a bit rough, he does. um, My dad has a neurological long term condition, so he does feel quite unwell quite often. But he's got this learned behavior now that Lucasaid is his go to when he feels a bit crap, really. So let's kind of take it one step further and think about why it might be sugar in that moment that we're craving. And sugar really does give us this kind of pleasurable experience or or chocolate or sweets or, you know, it's it's that, you know, we've got that association, haven't we? That if you feel bad, then eat sugar, you'll feel better. And for a lot of people, if they feel like they maybe don't have a lot of joy in their life, they're bored or stressed or anxious or feeling down or not happy with where they're at at the moment, they're maybe depressed. 
And if you can find that kind of pleasurable experience or that moment of taking that feeling away, then, you know, a lot of people are going to do that, aren't they? Because if you don't have any other joy in your life, but the one thing that you do have joy is food or, you know, Sometimes when I'm speaking to people and they mention maybe, um, I don't know, chocolate's one of the ones that comes to mind because I, I often hear a lot of people saying, well, I'm a chocoholic and I just cannot stop eating chocolate. When we start and look at actually what's going on in their life around this eating behavior, it usually is that they're not really happy with the life and they are using chocolate to give them that that joy that they want to feel out of life. So it becomes like a, a comfort blanket as well. And it's going back to what we talked about and what we have been talking about. It's when we we feel these uncertain emotions or we don't want to feel bad, do we? We don't want to feel, feel them. So if I can feel better by eating chocolate, that's what I'm going to do. And that's what a lot of people do do. And that's how it be- can become a craving it can become what we do in order to respond to how we're feeling okay so there's loads of things going on with cravings and what it's about it's about you looking at yourself so you're the only one that knows what's going on in your life you're the only one that knows when you are emotionally eating when you're craving and it's looking at any of these areas that actually you might want to kind of tweak around if it's that you're having most cravings in the evening because you're restricting yourself. Right, well, let's look about how we can sensibly do this, okay? Might be looking at how you're feeling if you are using food when you're feeling a certain way or you've been triggered by these uncomfortable feelings. We can use a technique that is used in quitting smoking really and it's something that is called sitting it out and riding the wave so when we think about this technique it's thinking about just sitting with that craving and not giving into it not getting something else instead so that might be you know if we were thinking about food what a lot of people do is uh, they'll say well I'm having all these sugar f- cravings so instead I'm having these um, skinny bars or I'm having this um, low sugar option which is probably full of sweeteners instead so we get that sweet hit but actually we're not consuming sugar in itself and what we're then doing is we're just feeding the craving again by doing that because we're giving into the craving by giving it into the sweetness okay in some behavioral change techniques we will use these type of things to help us to form better habits so for example if you were snacking in an evening it would maybe be well what could you snack on that was healthier but when we're talking about cravings and and kind of understanding our cravings we can do this technique which is riding out the wave and sitting with our craving so what we do is when we feel the craving coming along this feels uncomfortable because it does when you're really craving something and you don't give into it it feels uncomfortable Uh, so what we do is we just sit with it what we can also do is we can ride the wave but we can also prepare our imaginary surfboard and by doing that what I mean is having a kind of toolkit of self-care 
or a toolkit of things that we do when we start and feel this craving coming on. So that might be something like going for a hot bath or doing a meditation, distracting yourself, getting out in nature, getting out and getting some sunlight. It might be focusing on a hobby or something else that you've got to do. So just taking our mind away from the thoughts of the craving can really help us to ride out that wave. So essentially what we're doing is we're preparing ourselves to ride that wave out but also come out at the other end. So what will happen is, so because this is used as a technique for people who maybe are trying to quit smoking, what it can be is when they get that urge to smoke, it's riding out that wave. So when we get that urge to eat, it's riding out that wave. As long as we have thought about okay, right, well, what's going on right now? Am I hungry? Is there something else? What's going on? Is it just because this is a specific craving for sugar and I don't need to eat that sugar right now because I've already eaten, yeah? So you've eaten something, you shouldn't be hungry. We know we're not actually physically hungry, but we're craving something else. So we sit with the craving and the craving will get more intense, more intense, more intense, more intense until we reach that peak. And thinking to ourselves, well, what is the worst that is going to happen here? What's the worst that could possibly happen if I didn't give in to my craving? So just think about that as well. What would be the worst that could happen if you didn't give in to your craving? And if we don't give in to our cravings, what's going to happen is that that craving is going to subside it's going to go down and down and down and down until we aren't thinking about it anymore because it's gone. And this might take time, but preparing your surfboard of things that you do in order to either distract yourself or if it is an emotional need. So if you are feeling really anxious and you need to just kind of recenter, reground yourself and think about some techniques that you might be able to use to do that. So it might not be if you're anxious, you probably don't want to go and watch the news, for example, because that might or probably will increase your anxiety. However, you might want to go and do a meditation or you might want to go and have a hot bath or you might just want to go for a walk outside. Okay, so it's thinking about what's going to be best for you in that moment. What we can also do as well as this is think about what else is going on in our lives. So essentially think about, am I drinking enough water? Am I getting enough sleep? Is my sleep broken or am I feeling refreshed when I do wake up or am I still feeling tired throughout the day? Have I got something that I am using to manage my emotions or are my emotions all over the place? Do I have a self-care routine? What am I doing for myself? Am I moving my body? Am I moving my body enough? And is there any, any way that I could be a little bit more active? Am I restricting myself? Am I dieting or trying to diet or stealth dieting? Am I cutting out meals? Really think about what's going on and what could be driving these cravings. And it could also be that you are giving in to your cravings every time as well, or that you do have something that you use that is kind of an association with a food, and it's just become that habit. 
So what you can do is you can write these down, journal them, start and think really about what's going on for you because then we can start to build that awareness and then we can start to really look at what is going on and start to build in those techniques that we can use in order to manage the cravings as well because often we just give in to it and just give up because we feel a failure don't we and we feel guilty but you don't have to feel like that it's all about looking at how we rethink things and really having that self-compassion is the only way You've reached the end of today's episode of the Wellbeing Nutritionist podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening. If you have enjoyed the content today, please follow my socials at the Wellbeing Nutritionist. And if you feel drawn to, please do leave me a review as it helps to find more listeners. So I look forward to speaking to you again in the next episode. Take care, everyone. Bye.